You now tuned in to the hottest podcast in the world, the Stay Woke Podcast, right here on thesonicbreakdown.com. Welcome to another Stay Woke Podcast. This is D-Ray Brinson, and you know your boy, William West, in the building. It's good to be back, man. Thank you for having me. So, uh, but I'm here by default because <laughs> I gotta record everything. Exactly, he's a producer, so he has to be here. Uh, but no, on some real shit, I appreciate you uh, continuing uh, producing for us. Um, again, as you know, this is a, a podcast that's presented by thesoundingbreakdown.com. If you haven't checked that shit out, we putting in work. I'm gonna be real; I haven't been writing that many reviews. Your boy just had a. Uh, shoulder surgery. Uh, if if any of uh, the medical people out there, I, I had a uh, Bancart lesions, uh, two suture uh, su- leisure sutures put in, uh, or anchor suture, excuse Talk me, shit. to Talk put in uh, to to keep my right shoulder in place because uh, that shit was not staying in. So when you got one hand because you can't really raise your shoulder, it's hard to type. So I, I've been slacking on my reviews, but trust and believe. Once I'm done with my physical therapy. And I get the surgery on the left side. <laughs> I'll be back to writing reviews. So I'm going to continue hitting you with the podcast on some real shit. Right but on. breaking all that down, I had to let y'all know that shit. So you know I'm not just slacking. I'm not just, just bullshitting. Uh, but I am still listening to the music. I still keep it tight. But today is going to be a special, special podcast. I got two of my close friends, my boys, my brothers, you know, my day ones with me uh to to talk about some real real issues going on in america real issues going on in society and as we did before it has a connection to sports and sports always has a connection to music uh so we're going to be talking about colin kaepernick and his decision or what i consider a silent protest deciding not to stand for the uh national anthem or um during uh football games he did it so far during the preseason because no actual football games have been played. Um, but again, so let's bring it back. Kaepernick sat for several preseason uh, national anthems. And for the, I think it's the third preseason, preseason game, he was actually um, videotaped and it was brought to the media's attention that he was actually sitting. Um, I guess they thought prior to that that he was only sitting because of the injury. And not the fact that he was actually playing in the game. So the media blew that up and it was being, he was being pretty much ostracized, criticized, dragged through the mud um, as a result of not standing for the national anthem um, and saying that he was uh, disrespecting the military and all these things that weren't true because nobody decided to determine why he was doing it. They just made the assumptions. Which again, what they say about uh, when you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. So it looked like the media did that in this case. Um, so fast forwarding a little bit, they then decided to ask Kaepernick why he didn't stand for the national anthem. And he eloquently stated that he wasn't doing it because of military, which was stated prior. That he has people in his family that are in the military. He has friends that are in the military. That it had nothing to do with the military. It had to do with the fact that in his heart, he could not stand for an anthem. One, which has slavery ties in the song itself, which we'll get into later. But also for the fact that it's 
speaking about equality and justice for all when he's not seeing that equality and justice for all people. And in that regard, talking about specifically Black Lives Matter movement, that black people and people of color aren't getting treated equally as been seen through through several cases just alone in this year. There's, I think, what is the number? 400 or something like that. Uh, maybe even 500 at this point of unarmed black men being shot by cops. Again, I'm not saying that all of those cases are unjustified, but we have seen several cases more than that is uh, more than statistically as an anomaly that that it is an actually a systemic issue of black men, especially unarmed black men getting killed by cops. Um, Alan Sterling, more of the recent cases, uh, Philando, Philando Castro had a weapon on him, but he had a license to carry. He told the cop that he had a license to carry it and he was still shot and killed in front of his wife or his girlfriend and uh, his girlfriend's daughter. So those cases are what Colin Kaepernick is talking about in this regard. He's also talking about police brutality, which ties to that. But he said that all cops aren't bad, but that these cops are getting paid are killing people and getting paid uh, to not work as a result of killing people, which is not just in what the the verse that we do sing in the national anthem um, speaks to. And so he doesn't he doesn't feel compelled to stand. So I wanted to touch on the fact that for me, when people say that it's disrespectful for him to do that, especially when he specifically and implicitly stated that he's not doing it for the military. So let's drop that issue. But they still bring it up. Then you go on to the fact that you're ignoring. You're just saying the fact that he's sitting is is wrong when that is in the Constitution, your freedom of speech. So you're saying you shouldn't exercise your right. So if you don't exercise your right, why is it, why have it? The, to me, like people are not being rationally thinking about this. So that's another aspect of it. And so people are missing the message behind the protest. And the purpose of a protest, I, w- I want to touch on that. The purpose of a protest is to make you pick a side. Because if you don't make somebody pick a side, you're never going to get things accomplished. If everybody is in the middle ground, you're, you're going to stay with status quo. You have to make them pick a side. And him stay, uh, sitting, which he, later justif- which he later modified, rather, and knelt, which again shows that he's not just making a protest. He's actually listening to what the, the, the criticism and he's trying to be um, conscious and considerate of those people that feel disrespected because that is not the intent of his message. He's trying to get people to get back to the message. So he's saying, let's figure out a better way to get this message, but it still be as effective, but without compromising my stance that I've already taken. So I know I've talked about a lot and we're going to continue to talk about a lot in in this regard. Um, But I want to hear from from the guests in the building and, and, and let's see what they have to say in regards to this situation, because as you can tell, I'm very passionate and adamant about this because this is something that I do care about as a black man in America that has seen racism firsthand in, in, in many manners, um, which I, I can we can get into detail later. Again, I just I want to get some some input from some some of the other people in the room and uh, see what they have to say. And and so I'm going to pass it off to my boy to the left. Get it, bro.
Well, yeah, this is, uh, you know, I, th I think who I am isn't so much important. You most likely haven't heard of me or know of me anyways, but I definitely want to lend my input to the issue. Um, and, and one thing I really want to say is, you know, resoundingly, it's about goddamn time that these athletes, these brothers, and I don't know what, what Kaepernick's background is, but just professional athletes in general uh, tend to come from the hood. They tend to come from, you know, the, uh, the, the slums of America, if you will. You know, these are the guys we put on the pedestal. These are the guys we worship on Sundays or Saturdays or through the week, you know, what have you, throughout the week in professional sports. These are the guys that are our supermen. They're our heroes, right? That's right. But all these brothers come from the hood. They've been, well, you a know. A good majority at the least. Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely, man, right? So these brothers come from a, come from that background that have been discriminated discriminated against or have been marginalized, right? That's right. Um, but you just, man, you just goddamn never hear these brothers stepping out and speaking about social injustices, right? Exactly. Until now, right? Or, well, I, I want to add to that because I don't want to disrespect Carmelo Chris Paul, LeBron, LeBron James. Right? You, got, you got a few cats putting down to the extent that they can, right? Because um, uh, Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James, and Dwayne Wade at the ESPYs, they did give, they introduced the ESPYs by saying um, basically, you know, stop the violence, stop the police brutality, things of that nature. But the way that they did it, to me, Again, I'm not I don't want to take anything away from it because a lot of people are going to misconstrue this as me saying that what they did isn't as valuable as what Colin Kaepernick is doing. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is the difference between the two is the Carmelo Anthony, Chris Paul, LeBron James and D Wade's introduction to the ESPYs didn't make anybody pick a side because what they said was, you know, black uh, our police killing black men, unarmed black men is wrong. But people killing cops is wrong. People killing people is wrong. Who can argue with that? But and I'm not, again, I'm not saying that's wrong. But when you make somebody pick a side, again, that's because really nothing changed since that. Since they said that. They brought awareness and then it was hot for about two weeks and it was done. But let me interject with that. You know, this is your boy Reddy, by the way. Um, Marvel guy. You know, now I'm switching a little bit to some political. So. I mean, I just wanted to speak on a little bit what uh, D. Ray said over here. Um, you were talking about the, the at the ESPYs. The thing why I see that as a difference, because that, that was a one-time thing. That's why I give Kaepernick more props, because when it comes to protesting, everybody can do once, every, even on a grand scale, but when you have to do it consistently. So every week, every time they see you, you have that face where you know I'm going to do it again. And it shows more, and it's that continuity of this is fortitude. So it, it reminds me of, like, he's doing a protest that, how do I say this? He does, he's doing a protest that shows strength because he's holding out strength. That's why I've talked to other people about this. And then one thing I am worried about is if he gets shut down. When the point of where he ends up standing up, it would kill his whole entire protest because he caves in. At this point, he almost has to, almost, I don't believe Continue he's going to cave in. I hope not because I, 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 I don't. I, I believe if anything, they're going to get rid of him. But I agree I'll bring with that. I'll bring up some other uh, information that that um, 
that that shows that he's getting support from uh, Jeremy Lane, the cornerback for Seattle, also sat for the last preseason game. Eric Reed also knelt, the safety for the 49ers knelt next to Colin Kaepernick in support of him um, the last preseason game. Um, as well as there's an article that came out, I think Adam Schefter of ESPN. Hey, I'm giving ESPN some love, so y'all better, y'all better hook your brother up because I'm shouting y'all out, so give me. They're doing all right on their own. Yeah, they are, but <laughs> hey, they can help a brother out. I can use him. <laughs> um, but with, with that, though, that, that's one thing I love that you were saying is he's – because even, even like uh, the brother to the left to me was saying um, it's that solidarity because they, they have so much – athletes are like that. They, we see them as role models even though we shouldn't because they're not technically good people or as, as a whole. Not, not everybody's good. Some beat their wives, do other things, do, do some things. It happens. Let's be real. Hey, that was but, a gross generalization. But, some of them are good. Some of them are bad. I'm going to tell you something that, you know, OG told me a long time ago, man, and, and it really goes like this, and, and this is really to my point, which is that, you know, a man is going to take care of his family. Yep. If, you know, if you got your shit together, that's actually not that hard to do. You go to work, you come home, you take care of your family. A good man is going to take care of his community, right? You're talking about pastors and preachers. You, you know, you got brothers that are going out in the community and volunteering their time and really trying to change things in their community. A great man or the type of man there's no words for is going to take care of his society. And, and my thoughts are that we put athletes in the, in, the t in the category of the type of man where there's no words for simply because they're really physically fit, because they're athletes, because they can work out, because they've been gifted athletically. That doesn't make them a great man. It doesn't make them the type of man that there's no words for. I've always judged a man based on where his heart is and where his mind is and where, you know, what, you know, what is he doing with his time outside of himself? Based off his mirror, right? Mirror based off his mirror, right? And for the longest, man, and until now and maybe till forever, until people wake up, we're going to keep putting these athletes on the pedestals as heroes and as, as a type of man. Let me, let me I'm gonna finish my thought, and I'm going to go ahead and pass it to you, brother. Um, and, you know, as a type of man, you know, as heroes, essentially. But the question is, do they deserve that? Just because you make a lot of money, just because you're able to run the ball, does not mean you're a hero. Kaepernick, man, I was just telling my boy earlier, I've never liked Kaepernick just because I'm an Oakland Raider fan. Man, I'm from East Oakland, you feel me? I'm an Oakland Raider fan. I give a fuck about a Kaepernick. However, over the past month, I've developed more respect for him than any other man in the, in the NFL. You understand me? And that's mostly because I'm really seeing where he's at as a man. So where he's at is transcending this athletic ability, where he's at is transforming or transcending this money that he has. And I'm seeing him as a man. And I'm finally starting to put him on that good to great man scale. And, you know, my, my thing is a lot of these brothers in, in the NFL who have come from nothing, who have all this notoriety, have the potential to be great men. The question is, are they going to choose to to do more, you know what I'm saying, and speak up. And I know a lot of these brothers give to give to this organization or have these kind of one-pop one, one shots where they go and give canned goods to the community or give backpacks and shit like that. But those, are, those things are not transforming anything, you know what I'm saying? What Kaepernick is doing is beginning to transform things. It's bringing awareness it's on a whole other level. Right, right. And you know, so here's the thing: you got you got the most of these most of these motherfuckers that watch the NFL and watch the NBA and put these dudes on the pedestal. You know, the majority of them are, are white people because the majority of Americans are white people. But I think, I think what they what they forget percent. what they forget is that these are brothers. These are brothers who 
who used to be the most downtrodden, who used to be the most, you know, the hypersexualized and the most hyperviolent and the most hyper, you know what I'm saying, or, the, or less intelligent and, you know what I'm saying, have all these stereotypes and stigmas that come with them, yet because they can dribble a ball or run a ball, now they're superheroes, right? Mm -hmm. But they represent us, man. I'm a black man. My brother's here a black man. We got this, you know, you know what I'm saying, this man here who's not a black man, Latino, right? But he gets it, though. It's, it's the same deal. He's Latino, but he gets the same deal. Right, these heroes that we put on the pedestal represent us, and you know it's the same thing with the Beyonce effect. I Man, I think the mainstream media forgets that these are our, our, our cultural icons, our cultural heroes, are black people. So you know, I think man, Paul Mooney said it best. He was like, everybody wants to be black, but nobody wants to be black. That's, right? That's the truth. You feel me? Just like that Chris Rock skit when he was like, he was like, he's like, I'm rich. And I guarantee you there's a white man on the top of this row of this, of this arena that if I said, let's switch lives, he'd be like, no, nah, I'm cool. I'm going to ride this white thing out. I'm going to see how this goes. Right, right. <laughs> so when it comes back to Kaepernick, man, and these athletes, you know, I think my point is if, if, if they're going to be as great as we, as we perceive them to be, more of them need to stand up and speak their mind. Even if your mind is that, hey, man, r racial profiling is not happening. Then speak that shit, right? But if your mind is the truth, which that, that shit is happening and discrimination is happening, then speak that. Stop getting on this Michael Jordan or this Jerry Rice shit, you know, because both of these men have spoke out and said they're non-political and they just play ball to play ball. Fuck both of them motherfuckers, right? Well, I, Chris, I, 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 know, I, I let me finish my go thought. Ahead, go, though, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Stop being on that shit and get on this shit where you have the power, man, and and be more than than, than your athletic ability. Be be no, where we true. put you on this pedestal to be. And speak your mind, whatever it is, even if it's contradictory to mine. Let's have this debate. Let's have this discussion. That's, let's have it. That's to let's me. That's the key. It, right? Is people are afraid to have the discussion in itself, right. and that's the you know what I'm saying. Like you said, let's ha even if you don't have to agree with me, that's fine. But let's have the discussion and at least be both be open minded enough that if you do make an actual valid point. That you at least take it under consideration. You again, you don't have to even agree with it or even pass it on as saying it's right, but at least be open enough to to acknowledge that I could be making a valid point because nobody's ever completely right or completely wrong. There's usually something in the middle, and that's why having this discussion is so pivotal and so important. And that's why it's so frustrating when the media society keeps on taking Colin Kaepernick's like. The purpose of him sitting is what he said. Police brutality, one, and the oppression of people of color. So regardless of why, why, what he's doing, let's focus on why he's doing it. And like, he, fuck, fuck the fact that he's sitting or kneeling or I don't give a fuck if he lays down. Like, he's doing it for a reason. So let's figure out why he's doing it, which we have now, and figure out... Let's try to change the reason why he's not doing it. If you're so offended by it, and why are you so offended by him not kneeling, but you're not offended by black people, people of color getting actually killed? And I, I love that because there the, the, the was this conversation I had with one of my boys, and it was the basic concept was, um, it's funny how only in America do they get mad at you for doing what they ask you to do, and then when you do it, they get they even more bothered. Mm -hmm. So originally they asked, why can't black people protest, protest without making a lot of noise? So then Kaepernick sits down and makes no noise whatsoever. Then the first thing they say is, why does he even need a, a protest at all? And then the, the meme continues, and it's kind of like um, it talks to a cop, and a cop says, uh, you know, I gave you a football, right? 
It's all good now. We cool? No. We want you to stop killing us. No, no, no. Okay, we're going to have a pool party. No, 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 no. We just want you to stop killing us. You know we both ain't going to do We're not going to do that. So let's just, just take this ice cream and smile because it's more offensive what, what the person's mad at instead of trying to fix the solution. Kind of like you said, it, it's, it's, I'm mad you're upset. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go attack you because you're upset, but I'm not going to try to figure out or try to fix what you're upset at, exactly. even if it is fair between the both of us. Because even if we want to, I'll take race out of it for a quick second when it comes to cop brutality. It has just not been, in, unfortunately or fortunately, whatever way you want to see it, in just the African-American community. It's been happening to Latinos. It's been happening to even white people. It's been happening to across gender, and across gender, across race, and across age when a little kid can get shot. So what... I truly believe Kaepernick, because if you, like, like Brother to left with me saying earlier is Kaepernick did all this, but there was something that Shaq said earlier that kind of pissed me off, and he was like, Kaepernick has just now woken up, and he's just become, he, he's just trying to do this because he's going to sit bench. If you look at Kaepernick's Facebook page, his Twitter, Twitter his Instagram. Instagram, his Snapchat, and his political, in general, his life in the NFL, he's, he's done it from the beginning. Yeah, he's been with Black Lives Matter. He's been from the jump. And he even stated it, and he said he's been thinking about this for a long time, but he's an intelligent man where he said, let me research, let me determine exactly how I, my per- me personally, want to affect change. How, how do I make a change? And then he finally decided on how to go about doing that change, and he did it. That's the protest he decided. And again, people are acting like this is a brand new thing. Uh, Carlos Smith did that in what is it the 1986 Olympics I, I believe it's like don't quote me on the the actual year but it was I I'm pretty sure it was at Olympics where they put the the black fist in the air what was that during the national anthem because they were on the podium so this is again then they didn't have their hands over their heart they had their fists in the air say, saying black lives are aren't being treated properly in essence, that's that's what about black power, black movement, about getting equal rights, getting making things equal for all parties. And so, yeah, they got ostracized at that as well. And Colin Kaepernick is getting the same thing now. So and I love the fact that he's he picked his hair out and he's going pretty much back to that thing to show like to me, it's his way of saying, y'all, this ain't nothing new that I'm doing. Like it's been done before. There was some change that was affected by that black, by, by them raising the, the black fist in the air. Like, we remember that to this day. And things did change as a result of that. To what degree, that can be debatable. But it did change. So hopefully, we have that same sort of uh, progression as a result of this. And like I said, Eric Reed joined them in taking a knee. Uh, Jeremy Lane for Seattle t- taking a knee. Seattle Seahawks himself said that they're gonna they plan on doing a unified team, um, in essence, protest or uh, way of uh, projecting the same message or that they're in support of the message that Ka- Kaepernick is portraying. Um, uh, on Thursday Night Football with uh, Carolina versus the Broncos, Brandon Marshall. Uh, the linebacker for the Broncos also took a knee and he later was interviewed saying that he did that in support of Colin Kaepernick and that he's also going to donate money to uh, uh, community services or organizations that help fight social justice, fight for social justice and uh, to get equality for all. 
because Kaepernick said that he's going to give his first million to that same thing, as well as all of the proceeds from his jersey sale since his jersey is number one now in the NFL. So to me, again, this is to me showing that we are that what he's doing is affecting change. And hopefully I, I really, really, really hope that we continue to see more and more of NFL players. They don't necessarily have to take a knee whatever, but continue to speak out and be educated about the situation and have a focus um, towards a actual solution. Um, I also hope that it, it crosses over to other sports, such as the NBA, because the NBA season is coming up, and that is a highly majority uh, African-American league. And um, it has also crossed over to soccer, Uh I'm sorry if I mispronounced her name. Megan Rapinor for the Seattle Reign also is taking a knee because she's and she's a white gay woman that says, I understand the feeling of being oppressed and not having all my rights exercised because of something that you are innately. And so she's like, I need to stand up for these for for the oppressed people as well, even though I might not be oppressed. Right, and I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna step in there Go and, just, and and just really second everything my brother was saying because I feel like you know as a, as a black athlete who has made it to to the NFL, you have been the shit your whole life. From Pop Warner, most likely you was raw. You was raw at football. You was raw at basketball. You was the shit. You've been coddled your whole life, right? You've always been put on this pedestal of, of being really great. And, you know, what I'm saying whether you kind of skated through high school or skated through college because of your athletic abilities, you know, things have been plush for you. And I, I know that's the case for most. But I know a few brothers that have made it to the league and, and things have been gravy for them. And, you know, I guess, you know, my thoughts are that I would really like these these brothers to step out as men. Right. And to and to step out of their comfort zone. And 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 not not be concerned about offending a few people, or or you know what I'm saying, not or be, sa- or sacrificing their brand, right? Or, not, or sacrificing their brand, or just a little bit of money. You already got ten mil, but they worried about them couple extra mil, right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So and not be in a situation where they're worried about their brand and really speak up for for where they would be had they not had those athletic abilities. True. Because whether you're Adrian Peterson, Colin Kaepernick, you know what I'm saying. Any, any of these motherfuckers, right? If they didn't have this athletic ability, they would be susceptible to the same discrimination that me, you, my brother to the left, my brother to the right, my Latino brother right here, we all susceptible, susceptible to. When I leave this spot right here, I'm going to go home. And if I get blurred, if I get pulled over, I'm worried about what's going to happen. And, and you know that's what I'm real life. That's right. real life. Like, right. This ain't no game. This is life. Right, right. But, you know, they're a little bit outside, you know what I'm saying? They, they don't have to worry about that, to the, for, you know what I'm saying, for the most part. Because they're, they're making millions on TV. However, mm-hmm. if they did, they would want, you know what I'm saying, individuals who did have the power to speak up, just like we want them to speak up. Right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so so that's my thing, man. Be the, be, be the man that, you know, society puts you, you know, to meet the expectations that we have for you. And that's another reason why I respect what Kaepernick said, because in his initial interview about uh, about why he's doing what he's doing, he said, he said specifically, he said, I'm not doing this for me. Yes, I've been oppressed. Yes, I've been uh, uh, discriminated against. So I know that is real. Like, so it's, it's for me, for him, he's basically saying for me, it's not a question of if it's real or not. It is real. 
I'm not oppressed now because I'm in a position. I, I, I'm I'm an affluent. I'm, I'm in an affluent position. I have the money to to not necessarily escape it because we saw with James Blake, he was um, arrested and falsely accused for being somebody else and was had police brutality against him. And he's a famous tennis player. So like fame, money, uh, none of that you, you escapes you from that that issue. Stephen A. Smith, who is a prominent uh, sports analyst or uh, pundit on ESPN on First Take, said that he was pulled over, nine cars pulled up to his car, pulling their guns out when he all he asked was, why are you pulling me over? And he has fame, fortune, and all that, like I said. And he still gets it. So that doesn't protect you against it. But the thing, like I said, that I respect about Kaepernick, he says, he said, I'm not, I'm doing this for the people that can't, that don't have the voices, for the voiceless, for the ones that are being oppressed, that don't have the financial means to escape the same situations that I, that how I can. So to me, that, that, that's even more admirable for him to do that, as well as him saying that, I don't care if I lose football. I don't care if I lose my endorsements. Because what I'm standing for, at the end of the day, at least I'll know that I did what was right. And see, and, that, and that's my point, man. And that, that's, that's a, to me, that's, that's a real what, man. That's a real man. That's what manhood's about, right? It's not about how much money you got, how much, how many women you've had in the past month. Or a real woman could do the same thing. I don't want to be gender biased, but absolutely, since absolutely. he is a man, of I'm course, talking about him. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, it's not about those superficial things that, you know, society puts on men these days, right? Exactly. It's about, and it's, it's not even really a man thing, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good person thing, yeah. right? Ex- it's an adult thing, right? It's the responsible thing to do. Exactly. Right? Because we have to look out for, more, when you look out for more than yourself, it shows you, to me, like who you are. It goes back to how I started my, mm-hmm. you know, my part, man. You know what I'm saying? A man is going to take care of his family. It's not that hard to do. You go to work, you come home, you take care of your family, you pay the bills. Exactly. Good man is going to take care of his community, right? That's right. A great man, a type of man where there's no words for, he's going to take care of his society. He's going to take that on his back. He's going to stand up no matter how. He's not going to be worried about or concerned about how people perceive it. That's right. He's going to speak his mind. He's going to speak the truth. You know what I'm saying? And he's open for discussion. Exactly. Right? He's going to do his research. He's not going to speak from a place of isolation or a place of bigotry or he's not going to keep his mouth shut, right? Exactly. He's going to speak his mind and welcome the discussion. Yeah, because he, because the thing that people don't realize is your belief doesn't have to be my belief, and that's right. fine. Right. That's fine. You have to be more accepting, one. And two, is at the same time of just being accept, uh, accepting of somebody else's ideas, you tend to learn things that you never thought about. And it gives you a different perspective. And when you change your perspective, it changes your world. When you change your world, you can change others. Absolutely. So we have to have the ability to have the discussion. And that's why that is the most frustrating part about this whole situation is that people keep on going back to what he's doing instead of why he's doing it. And, you know, and, what and, and he's let's saying. go to what he's Because doing, it's a man. distraction. And, and, I think and, they're trying to distract the people from the true message. Right, right. Absolutely. And let's talk about what he's doing on a practical level. On a practical level, right? You have one man, you know how many how many players are on the field at one time, man? What I don't know. Let's just, let's just let's say what 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 twenty two on the football field, right? Yeah. Starters. I don't know how many. Thirty two on the. So let's roughly say fifty cats on the on the field, right? Mm-hmm. You got one of these cats sitting down during the national anthem, right? He's not sitting down during the game. He's sitting down during during the national anthem, right? What does that really mean? What impact did that have at all? 
in life in general on this not only on this game i'm gonna pass it to you bro but not only on this game but in life in general right what what is the practical impact of that but with that though what i want to think want to add is yeah. if you if you ever read all the lines of of it there's hella racist lines within the star spangled banner it's a in in, in the the I, I just it just escaped me because i was just thinking about the original creator of the song itself was a slave owner and he transported slaves he was talking the, the the third line of it itself goes along the lines of if you run away, we can kill you because that's part of who we are. Then it goes to the bomb bursting in the air. So even the song itself is predicated upon the backs of slaves and the backs of the pain and agony of a black person. So that's why it's even more impactful because most people don't really think where the Star, Star Spangled Banner comes from. That's why the fist was so powerful because they was based off of the same concept, showing that even with this... You know, I can show you my black power. It doesn't matter where it is, when it is, what it was about. We're here, and we're going to make a difference if you like it or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. And first of all, I get everything you're saying, bro. Everything you're saying makes perfect sense to me. But I think, you know, maybe maybe for some that might be listening, that might be too abstract. That might be too on the, you know what I'm saying, on the left end of the spectrum for them, right? So, you know, so first of all, again, you make perfect sense. But practically speaking, for those that might not be listening to anything you're saying because it's too Afrocentric for them, right? What does this one man sitting down, why is it causing such a stir, right? Because one man can make a difference. And, we, and no, you know, and, my, and go ahead. And, and, you know, and that's what I was going to say, right? It's like a, uh, you know, he's, he's starting this fire that might not be put out. Again, it might be put out if he's not strong enough. It might be put out if, if, not, if, if enough brothers don't, don't join, right? But it, but it has the potential. To be to be a big ass flame, man. And and my belief on the reason why it's so offensive, and because again, the response that we that we're seeing from this is nowhere near the response that we got from uh, Alton Sterling being shot and being seen. That video being seen, and to me, that's more egregious, more devastating. More like I said when, like I told other people when I first saw that, like. That was heartbreaking, like literally heartbreaking to see that man get killed in that manner. But again, like the like I said, the response that Kaepernick is getting for literally taking a knee slash sitting doesn't get the same response as somebody getting killed in cold blood, in essence, in front on camera or in Philandro Castro's case, in front of his girlfriend and daughter, uh, not his daughter, but his girlfriend's daughter. A little kid, or Tamar Rice, uh, was he twelve, getting shot for for a plastic gun? In an open carry state. A, a, I, I don't give a damn if it was open carry or not. It's a plastic gun, which they gave him twelve seconds to determine. I don't give a fuck what you do in twelve seconds. You can't even twelve seconds just pass. So like, you know what I'm saying, like. The, the 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 animosity that as he's being felt doesn't correlate to the degree at what he's doing. So that and to I'm me gonna, shows I'm that tell you why I'm gonna tell you yeah, why. Go ahead. I, yeah. You know, because the majority of Americans you don't want to accept to give a damn about a black man, but they gonna love their America like it's you know what I'm saying like it's their blood, exactly. man. You and know, that so. to me is that's what's so disheartening. That's so what's so scary and like. 
there's so much to talk about in this in on this topic that I know is we've been we've been talking for a minute, guys. So I'm gonna wrap this up and we're gonna we're gonna hit you with a part two. Don't 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 think we done. We're gonna hit you with a part two because uh there's a lot more that we like to discuss and uh and and take it to different areas in, in this regard. So again, thank you for listening to another Stay Woke podcast. Uh, this is again presented by the signingbreakdown.com. Uh, we again pre- appreciate you listening, appreciate you following. Continue to check out the signingbreakdown.com. Um, and, and we're just going to keep on giving you, like we say, it's called Stay Woke for a reason. We're trying to keep people awake, give, give our input, give our ideas, our discussions about what's really going on. Uh, it's usually based on music, but again, to me, this is a topic that had to be talked about. Um, um, I've been thinking about doing a, a podcast in this vein um, a long time before Colin Kaepernick and, and this whole situation. It just it, it didn't feel quite right. And I'm glad that I have my boy here, Reddy here, and William here to, to really solidify. And I think this is the reason why I was waiting to have it is because I, I wanted the energy and the, the discussion and the, the, the flowing of ideas and minds that, that we just experienced because I don't think it would have did it justice any other way. So um, we're going to do a, a, a part two um, shortly. So that should be coming out shortly. Again, thank you for listening to another Stay, po- Stay Woke podcast. You know, we've been drinking out of white cups this time. No red cup boys today. But uh, still keep your mind open. And you know the Stay Woke motto, the Sonic Breakdown motto. Live, listen to some great music, and above all, man, love each other, man. We need more love in this world. Especially, especially, especially now. We need more love. And I'm out.